Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. those announcements because we knew you weren't watching the first time, so we wanted to make sure to get those announcements to you. Hey, uh, if this is your first time at FC, we are glad that you are here with us. My name's Justin Graves. I have the privilege of being the lead pastor here. One time we had a first-time guest think that we had a, a fill-in stand-up comedian, um, but I was like, no, this is as good as it gets. Um, I'm the real deal, the real pastor. Um, so um, we are glad that you're here. If you're looking for a church home, we hope you feel at home here um, and let us know what we can do to make your experience better. Um, today we are in a new series called My Dirty Mouth, and we're getting ready to get into that, but I've got a few announcements for you. And the first one is this. If you were not here last week, because we know it's hard to get to church every week. We know that. Um, and we know that you, some of you, you do good to get here once a month. We, we understand that. Um, but one thing we truly believe to our core is that save people, serve people. And last week we had our sign up to serve day. If you did not, if you're not serving in ministry or man, maybe you've been thinking about it, but you just haven't taken that step, that plunge. Um, we want to help you with that. And so there are these cards out in the lobby. There's some where you get coffee. There's some on the trays, like the little built-in trays when you walk out the door. Man, fill one of these out. You can drop it in the offering buckets in the lobby or even in the buckets just outside the lobby or take it to the Connect Center. And we would love to help you take your next step because we know everybody has a next step and we would love, love, love to get you involved in this um, and using your gifts for God's kingdom. The second thing is this. We also believe that found people find people. And Foundation Church, there are great things happening and there are, we just believe we should be going out and bringing people to a place where they can hear a message that will change their life. And so this is a great time for us to be very intentional about bringing some with us, someone with us to church. You may have to bribe somebody with lunch. That's okay. I think it's in the Bible. Um, I said bribe with brunch in first service and it kind of rhymed. So you know it's biblical. Second service, not so much. Um, but you may have to get them here and say, man, let's go to lunch afterwards. You can come to church with me. What a great investment for you to make into somebody's life that maybe gets them to a place where they hear a message about Jesus Christ that changes everything. And so, man, maybe you've been thinking about it. Maybe you've got this person. You're like, I'm just not sure. The fall is a great time to ask somebody to come with you. Let's be very intentional about living 
living these values out because what I love about this church is we don't just have values, we fill those values and we see them playing out week after week. So just to give you a heads up, I'm talking about lying next week, lying. So if you know a bunch of liars, invite them. Um, Don't tell them, hey, my pastor's talking about lying and you're a liar, you need to come to church. That's not a good way to get them to come to church. Just bribe them with lunch um, and just be like, let's just do lunch and hopefully the message speaks to you. Um, but we're going to be, be uh, doing that. Today, though, we're talking about my dirty mouth. How many of you hate going to the dentist? You're there in the club. Yeah. Yeah, like everybody. Like I, I would almost rather do anything than go to the dentist. Um, I still go because I don't want a nasty mouth. But um, this whole series is talking about just the power of our words. Um, what are we doing? How are we functioning when it comes to the words that we use, the things that are coming out of our mouth. And our text for this whole series is found in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3, and it says this, those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. And here is just the reality that each one of us faces, and what is true for all of us, is that our mouths, our speech, the things that we say can accomplish great things. Um, the way that we communicate, um, being able to, to text one another, being able to email can accomplish great things and can be really beneficial. However, it also can have the opposite effect. It can be very destructive, It can bring chaos and it can bring disorder, not just to our business life and our professional life, but especially when it comes to our personal life. And so what could be and what should be of great benefit can have some massive nasty side effects. And it really reminds me of prescription medicine. You know, you see the the, the commercials on TV and they talk about all the benefits for like 30 full seconds and then they try to slam in like 90 side effects in a matter of two seconds. So I started doing some research because I'm like, what are they really saying? Because I'm tired of listening to the micro machine guy. Um, I really want to know what they're saying. And so I, I, I got on and said, you know, medications with some crazy side effects. And one of the ones that came up was Accutane. Accutane is for some of you are like, I was on Accutane. Um, if you were on Accutane, it's because you had acne, you had pimples. Um, welcome to the club. Don't be embarrassed. It's okay. Um, and so the, the medication for pimples, here, here is the side effects. This, remember, this medication is to get rid of acne and pimples, but here are the side effects. Depressed mood, trouble concentrating. I must be on it right now. Um, Trouble concentrating, sleep problems, crying spells, aggression or agitation, changes in behavior, hallucinations, thoughts of suicide or hurting yourself. Some of you are like, that just sounds like my teenage years. not the killing yourself. I'm talking about like the, the crying spells and aggression, agitation. Um, sudden numbness or weakness, especially on one side of the body. Blurred vision, sudden and severe headaches or pain behind your ears, sometimes with vomiting. We're not done. Hearing problems, hearing loss or ringing in your ears, seizures, severe pain in your upper stomach, spreading to your back, nausea and vomiting, fast heart rate, we're not done. Loss of appetite, jaundice, yellowing of the skin or eyes, severe diarrhea, I really limited this part, they got really descriptive. Severe diarrhea, 
fever, chills, body aches, flu symptoms, purple spots under your skins, easy bruising or bleeding, or joint stiffness, bone pain, or fracture is all the side effects to Accutane. But hey, at least you don't have pimples, right? <laughs> at least you know, I mean, hey, hey, I ain't got zits. Um, and, and here's the deal, something that has the potential to help also has the same potential to harm. And it's so true of our mouths. It's so true of our speech. And so today I want to talk to us about something that has a huge negative effect in our life. And I want to talk to you about gossip. It says this in James chapter 3, verse 9 through 10. We use our tongues to praise our Lord and Father, but then we curse people whom God made like himself. Praises and curses come from the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, this should not happen. We can praise God in one breath. We can be in church worshiping the Lord and we go out of this place and we're like, oh, did you hear about this person? Did you hear about that person? And we start talking about people. We start gossiping. We're doing something productive and then we do something destructive within the same hour in the same place, with the same mouth. And gossip is so destructive to your life, to the people you love, to people you don't know but you're talking about, to the places you work, to the places you live. If you're a college student, man, just let gossip get going on your hall, in your dorm, in your frat, in your sorority, and hold on, baby, because it's going to be a wild ride. Gossip. Gossip has this huge negative effect. So this morning, what I want us to do is really understand what is gossip. I want us to have a clear definition. And so gossip simply means this, to talk, talk, or rumors involving the personal lives of other people. I define it this way, just talking about people. You're just, you're just talking about people. And some of us, this is a problem. This is something that is active in our life. This is something we struggle with. And man, this is something that is not used to, like men thought, well, that's a problem for the women. Uh-uh. No, I see guys all the time act like little, little, little girls when they get a morsel. Like, if you don't believe me, look at professional football teams. Right now, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are in disarray. Their locker room is crazy, insane. There's rumors, there's gossip going on. And these are grown men acting like little girls, like, hey, did you hear this? Um, like, you don't think it's just women. This is something that happens with every age, with every sex, at every stage of life, and it can become a big issue. And the reason I believe in my heart that it becomes a huge issue is we don't have a clear uh, understanding of its effect on our life and on our relationships and on our organizations. So this morning, I want us to understand what, what is the effect? Gossip spreads, separates, infects, and destroys. What's the effect of gossip? Gossip spreads, it separates, it infects, and destroys. What, what I can tell you is this, is that gossip has more, done more damage to the church than anything outside of the church. 
more than a, a president getting elected, more than some law passing, more than some organization that was anti-Christian. More people have been hurt. More people have been run off and run out of church by people talking about them, by gossip, by rumors. Man, people come in with their mess, and we believe we're a place where the lost can become found. Guess what? That means messes are going to come in, and there's going to be baggage that they've got, and there's going to have a reputation. They don't need you to talk about them. They need you to minister to them. And there is a massive difference. And if we're not careful, we can become a church that becomes infected with gossip. And when gossip is present, man, it spreads like wildfire. And when it spreads, it separates. It separates close friends. It separates groups of people. Well, these people don't like these people because these people are talking about these people and these people are talking about those people and we've got clicks and we've got all these other things. And thank God, I will tell you this, from what I know about FC, Foundation Church, thank God we do not have a church full of drama and gossip, but Foundation Church, it can very easily turn if we're not careful because it can spread through churches, through organizations, through homes, through families. Man, it's so easy. And when it does, it separates, it becomes an issue, it infects, it infects the workplace. Man, it's not healthy anymore. It's your workplace is sick, your employees are sick, not sick with like physical ailments, but sick with gossip. And it destroys, destroys everything it touches. Why, if something this potent is that bad, why is it so active? Why is it so easy for it to be a part of our daily life. Here's, here's why, because we minimize its effect. We say, well, it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's not, like, it's not like I'm breaking the law. I'm not killing anybody. I'm not cheating on my spouse. I'm not doing anything. And we minimize its effect. And when we minimize its effect, we say what's a big deal is no longer a big deal. And when people have the gall, the audacity when we're talking about somebody or spreading rumors or gossiping, they said, you know, you really probably shouldn't say that. What do we, we get upset. Look who just joined the Holy Club. You know, like we get all like fired up. Like, oh, I didn't know you were a Pope. Um, I didn't, I didn't know you were so holy. Excuse me. And we get mad at them and they walk away. And we're like, what was their problem? Right. And what do we do? We start talking about the person that's trying to like calm it down and simmer it down. We minimize its effect. But here's what the Bible says about gossip and what they say, what it says about those who gossip. It says this, gossip is spread by wicked people. They stir up trouble and break up friendships. Gossip is spread, this, this is right at you. Gossip is spread by wicked people. They stir up trouble and they break up friendships. And here's what we need to understand about gossip. Gossip doesn't have a sometime effect. It has an all the time effect. It, it's not a side of effect, side effect like prescription medicine. It has an all the time effect. And when you and I understand the bigness of what gossip is, the bigness of rumors, what they are, then we understand this, that with my words, I'm either building up God's kingdom or tearing it down. I'm either advancing 
Christ's cause at my workplace or I'm tearing it down. I'm either building up my witness or I'm ruining it with, the, with my words. And that's why we, we've talked about this series being my dirty. Man, our mouth is capable of great things, but many times the things that are coming out are just dirty. They don't belong there. It shouldn't be there. It shouldn't be present. So what do we do with it? What do we do with gossip, because not just enough to know, hey, I shouldn't do this. How do you not engage in it? How do you break the habit? How do you break the cycle? Because here's, man, if you've grown up around gossip, if your parents gossip, the truth is you probably have a struggle with gossip. And parents, hear me. If you are one of those parents that you're talking about people, your kids are going to talk about people because you reproduce who you are, not what you wish you were. And it's just the reality. And so, man, don't feel guilty right now. Don't feel ashamed. How do you get better? We all have areas of life we've got to get better at. How do we get better about gossip? I want to give us three things today. And the first one is this, is you understand you cannot lose your filter. Don't lose your filter. Don't lose your filter. When you go to make coffee... You have a coffee filter, right? Because if you do not have a coffee filter, trust me, I know this. When I got in high school, I decided one day, parents were at home. They always told me I couldn't have coffee or it'd stunt my growth. My mom always said that. It didn't work. Um, and so um, I decided to make coffee. I didn't know you put a filter in it. I, I didn't never want coffee, but I just decided I'm going to be crazy. Like instead of drinking alcohol when I was a high school student, my parents never had it in the house anyways. I decided to get crazy and to have some coffee. Um, <laughs> And so I put coffee in. I didn't put a filter in. I start it. I come back and there are grounds all in the pot. It's a mess. It's a mess. I'm like, coffee's nasty. Like who would drink, who would drink this junk? You know, there's grounds all in. I'm like, ugh. Drinking it, it's because there was no filter. And a filter keeps out what you don't want in. It keeps out what you don't want in. And what is true of coffee is true of our speech. A filter keeps out what you don't want in your life, what you don't want to be a part of your life. You say, well, Justin, that's an awfully big filter. Well, for bigger coffee pots, there have to be bigger filters. And if you have a bigger mouth, you need a bigger <laughs> filter. Well, glory. <laughs> it's true. So, 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 let me keep going because I'm about to get in trouble. What makes us lose our filter? Because we, 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 we know our mouth needs this. At some point, you're just like, okay, stop. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't, don't, don't. But what makes us lose our filter? I'll tell you one of the big ones for us is we get comfortable. When you get comfortable around people, you start talking a lot, right? You're around your friends, around your family, and you get comfortable and you just, the words start flowing, right? There's just a flow and conversation is easy. And when conversation gets easy and when you get comfortable and where many words are present, usually that's a breeding ground for gossip. Check out what the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 19. It says, don't talk so much. You keep putting your foot in your mouth. Be sensible and turn off the flow. I love that. Turn off <laughs> 
The flow, you're in control of the flow. And, and some of us, when we get around certain people, we just let it flow and we let it go. You cannot afford to let it flow and let it go because you're in control of your mouth. You cannot lose your filter because you get comfortable. The second thing is this, is we get frustrated. We get frustrated with people. We get frustrated with situations. And when we get frustrated most of the time, it's because people don't listen to us, right? Because we know everything. Like, this is what you're supposed to do in this situation. If you do A plus B, it will always equal C. And they're like, thanks for the advice, but I'm going to do it my way. And you're like, stupid, idiot, I'm done with them. And we just start, we're so frustrated with the situation. We're frustrated they didn't listen to us that we decide that we're going to talk about them instead. Right? right? And all transparency, this is what gets me. I get frustrated with people. I'm like, what an idiot. Like, what are they thinking right now? I'm like, Casey, man, come here. Come, come here. I need to tell you what is going on. And I'm not looking for godly wisdom from my wife. I just want to vent, right? And what I've noticed, it's a lot easier for me to talk about someone and about a situation than it is to pray about someone or for someone in the situation. Because when I start praying for them and the situation, what usually happens is I'm the one with the attitude adjustment that needs to be made. It's a lot more difficult for me to pray for someone and pray about something when I'm frustrated than it is for me to talk about someone our situation when I'm frustrated. And so I want to lose the filter because I'm frustrated with it. Don't lose the filter out of your frustration. Last thing is this, is <laughs> we think we are immune to filters. We think we're immune to filters. Let, let me, everybody over the age of 70, you cannot say whatever you want because you're old. It's nowhere in the Bible. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say it. You know, I've seen it play out. I'm like, no, no, don't, don't say it. Like my wife said the other day, like a week ago. She's like, I can't wait till I get old because then I get to just say whatever I want, right? Like, just let it out. And they're like, oh, they're old. They excuse it. No, no. Just because you are a certain age doesn't mean that you don't get to have a filter. You can't afford not to have a filter. Let, let me give you some practical advice about having practical filters. Before you, before you let it out, talk it out. Before you let it out, and you know what I'm talking about, you let somebody have it, you let information out, you let gossip out. Before you let it out, I'm not, you're going to think I'm crazy. Talk to yourself about it. Talk it out loud. Don't let it, just talk it out loud and see, am I using a filter? Am I using a filter? Let's go a little bit deeper in this. Before you text it out. Oh, yeah. Technology is awesome. It can be beneficial, but boy, can it make a mess. Before you text it out, before you email it out, oh, you're going to say that to me and you can hear the buttons clicking. I'm not talking about spell check it. Right? Like, I need to really make sure that cuss word's right on um, and, and bold. No, 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 no. Before you send it out, type it out, and read it out. 
Because what I can tell you is this, when you take time to read it out loud, to talk it out loud, it allows you time to apply a filter. Before you let it out, before you let it fly, filter it through. And let me make an announcement for the rest of humanity. Social media is not the place to not have a filter. Oh, this is a testing ground. No, it's not a testing ground. It's not a testing ground at all. It says this, Proverbs 18, verse 6 through 8. Fool's words get them into constant quarrels. They are asking for a beating. The mouths of fools are their ruin and they trap themselves with their lips. Rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. Proverbs 18 verse 8 out of the message says this. I love the way it reads. Listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you really want junk like that in your belly? It's really good. And here's what I would tell you. Is you can't just filter your mouth. You've got to filter what you listen to. Because if you refuse to listen to gossip, it can't spread. If it doesn't have ground to breed, it can't keep growing. And you and I, man, I love the way this verse is saying, because when you start eating healthy and clean, and you pass a Coney Islander, and you're like, mm, the Coney dog sounds good, but I know the after effects that Coney dog's going to have, because I have not been eating anything bad for two weeks. You're like, okay, I'm really filtering this, and I do not want the side effects that that Coney dog is going to bring to my life. Same is true of gossip. Do you really want that in here? In here. Filter, keep your filter. The second thing, the way we destroy gossip is understand you can't afford to not think before you speak. You cannot afford to not think before you speak. Proverbs 26, verse 20 through 21. Fire goes out without wood and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. A quarrelsome person starts fights as easily as hot embers, light charcoal, or fire lights wood. Verse 20, fire goes out without wood and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. I tell you, fire isn't necessarily a bad thing. It has a function to it. All the, all the firefighters are like, where are you going with this, Graves? Because now we're going to have fires everywhere. It's not, it, 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 it's beneficial in heating. It is beneficial in back in the days in being able to cook things and heating your house and also in being able to melt things and form things and create things. There is a function that is healthy for fire when it is contained in the right way and used for the right purpose. And your mouth is the same way. When it is used for the right thing and the right purpose, it is beneficial. But I knew what I was talking about. I knew I was going to use this verse. So I called um, Jeremy Moore. He's the broken arrow fire chief that comes to Foundation Church. He's in first service. I said, Jeremy, what's the leading causes of fires? And he sent this back to me. He says, smoking, cooking, or unintentional carelessness are all the top causes of fires in homes that lead to injury or death. And when he sent this, I was like, that is gold. Unintentional carelessness destroys, burns down, and sometimes even kills people. And can I tell you, when you are unintentionally careless with your words, it destroys 
and it burns things. Well, well I, did, I didn't mean for it to get back to them, right? That's what we said. Well, I didn't know they were going to find out about it. It didn't mean. No, that's intentional carelessness. We, we can't be unintentional careless with you. You and I can't afford to not think before we speak. Because it destroys. And just like a fire, man, there's some things that may come back like grass, but there's some things that are gone and gone for good. And when you and I spread gossip and rumors about people, and we talk about people, and it's our friends and our family, there are going to be some things that may take time to come back, but there's some things that may be gone forever. All because you and I had unintentional carelessness with our words. Proverbs 21, 23 says, those who are careful about what they say keep themselves out of troubles. And I would say this, we've all heard it, loose lips sink ships, but I would say loose lips don't just sink ships, they destroy the fleet. And thoughtless words carry a heavy price. They carry a heavy, heavy price. So the Bible says this, in Proverbs Chapter 18, verse 20 through 21, it says, wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. They bring satisfaction. Are your words bringing satisfaction or are they bringing indigestion, right? Are, are, are they making people upset or are they leaving people encouraged? And we, most of us heard this verse in verse 21, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Your speech brings life to a relationship or it kills it. It encourages or it discourages. It lifts up or it tears down. And here's the big, big, big deal is that this isn't just true for your friendships. This isn't just true at your workplace. This is true within your home. With your spouse, are you more critical then you are encouraging. Because if so, not my words, the Bible, you're tearing them down and you're speaking, you're speaking death into your relationship. Your spouse needs to hear you talk good about them. What? Not even on their anniversary. What? Not even on their birthday. Now you're getting crazy, Graves. I know. Get her a car just because. <laughs> What'd you do, right? Like, why'd you, why'd you give me a card and fly? Like, just because I love you, what'd you do? How much money did it cost, right? That's a, no. They need us to be proactive and encouraging and speaking life. Your kids need you not just to tell them when they screw up. They need that. They need somebody to call them on their junk too. Like if your kid can't sing, don't let them try out for American Idol. Like have the courage to be like, girl, I love you, but that's not your gifting right? Let's, let's do this. Because I don't want you to be one of the bloopers. It's just, I, I love you too much. If, if, but they don't need you to just tell them what they can't do. They need you to encourage them on what they can do. They need you to speak life because there's plenty of people being critical and speaking death to them. Man, your words speak either death or life. And whatever you choose to speak, you reap the consequence of it. If we're going to get rid of gossip, we speak life instead of death. We speak to instead of about. 
The last thing I would tell you is this. If we're going to get rid of gossip, if it's not going to be a part of your life, you have to avoid the chatter and stay loyal. I have to avoid the chatter and stay loyal. Proverbs 20, 19, a gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers, right? We know this. You know what I'm talking about. If you have a problem with gossiping, it's not going to get better if you hang around with those who have a problem gossiping. If you hang around chatterers for long enough, you're going to start chattering too. You're going to start talking about people and don't be like, oh, but it's my prayer group. We really need to pray for this person. Have you heard what they've done? Oh, shut up. We know what you're doing. I I know, I know, I've been in that club. I know what you're doing. I, I see you, right? you're not going to get better. If you keep hanging around chatterers, you're going to be a chatterer. Well, Justin, it's my workplace. Okay. We'll handle that in just a second. It's my school. It's school. It's, it's life. I can't get away from it. Well, instead of engaging in the chatter, do something that's the complete opposite. Be the counterculture to the culture that you're in and learn to get loyal and stay loyal. You want to know how to defeat gossip? Get loyal and stay loyal. Here's what the Bible says, Proverbs 17, 17. A friend is always loyal and a brother is born and and a brother is born to help in time of need. A friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. Here's what I know that is true for you, that is true for me. Whoever I talk to or whoever talks to me about others, it's just a matter of time until they talk to others about me. It's true because it's, it's, it's a character thing. It's not a personality thing. Well, they just, that's just too, no, no, no. It's a character thing. And whoever you're talking to others about and whoever's talking to you about others, it's just a matter of time until they talk about you to others. When I played football in mid-high for a very short time, um, there was a thing called the lineman cage, or we knew it as get low, stay low cage. And it had these bars, and you got down in your three-point stance, and you had to stay low so that you could keep your leverage low. And if you hit, got up, you nailed your helmet on a bar, like a big steel bar, and it hurt, and went clang, and I mean, but here's why they were trying to teach us to get low and stay low, because as long as you were low, as long as you stay lowed, stay stay low, 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 Um, but... As long as you got there, I'm about to shake it, stop. Um, you, I don't need encouragement right now. I, you, you had power, you had leverage. And can I tell you, if your relationships are gonna have power, if your friendships are going to have power, if your family relationships are gonna have power, you've got to get loyal and you have to stay loyal. A friend is loyal at all times. Not just when your friends do stuff that makes sense, but when your friend does something stupid and it's going to happen, you stay loyal. You go talk to them, they're like, bro, I'm not sure about this, but I I got your back. But man, you know, you go talk to them and you get loyal and you stay loyal so that your friendship still has power and significance. 
And many of us, we're looking for powerful, meaningful relationships, but we're not being loyal in the relationships we have. You are never going to have meaningful, powerful relationships if you don't decide to get loyal and stay loyal. Because once again, it is a character integrity thing. It's not just you were born this way. It is not. It is a habit you have given into instead of integrity that you've not chosen to walk into. And if you want meaningful relationships, Man, get 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 low, get loyal, and stay loyal so that you have power to your relationships, even when your kids drive you crazy, even when mom and dad do something. You're like, "What are you doing? You're killing me right now." You are loyal, and you are born in the good times and the bad times. And so, I've got to shut up and stop. But here's what I want to leave us with today. Because I want to leave us like, let's, let's leave with a charge. Let's leave with us deciding as foundation church, as followers of Christ, that we are going to engage in doing something right. Because so many times, I think we as Christians, we just try to avoid evil and instead of engaging in good. And I hate prevent defense. We're in college football right now. I hate playing to not lose when you and I were created to play and live life in such a way to win. And so here's how I want us to conduct ourselves for the rest of the month, a week and a half. All right? So everybody can be like, okay, I I can do a week and a half. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says this, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. I want you to read this with me. Let's go. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Now, it's really cool to hear you say that, but it's really powerful to see you live it. It is powerful to see you live this out. And there's another text a little further down in Ephesians that said, man, be very careful then how you live. Not as the unwise, but as the wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Let's make the most of our communication. Let's make the most of speaking what is encouraging, not letting anything, not letting gossip, not letting criticalness come out of our mouth, not letting any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, but only, this is tough, what is helpful for building others up so that it may benefit those who listen. When people listen to you, does it bring benefit to their life? Because it should. As a follower of Christ, Our speech should benefit those who we're speaking to instead of speaking about. And let's be people and let's be the church that God has called us to be that instead of speaking about others and their mess and everything else, we're more concerned about building them up and ministering to them as we keep Jesus famous and central to this whole thing. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. And God, I come before you and I ask that you would help us in this area of our life because, God, it's so easy to get away from things. God, it's easy to talk about people when people have done wrong to us. And, Lord, your word doesn't say, okay, you cannot talk about people 
as, as long as they've not done anything to harm you or hurt you, but the moment they do something that you don't like or that they've harmed you or they've hurt you, then you can talk with God. That's just an exception we have made. And so, Lord, I pray that in this place, you'd help us filter our mouths, filter our speech. God, that Ephesians 4.29 would be a reality to our life. Because, God, I never regret the beneficial words that I say. I never regret the encouraging words that I speak. But Lord, those words that are destructive, those words that are gossip, God, I, I regret them almost the very moment I say them. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us with self-control. But Lord, I pray that you would help us to become people of character, people of integrity, people that we don't allow our mouths to open and ruin relationships and opportunities. But Lord, when we open our mouths, it is speaking forth life. God, it is speaking forth encouragement. Not that we are afraid to ever speak the hard thing, but Lord, when we speak the truth, we speak it also in love. That's in your word as well. But God, I pray that in the midst of that, we would speak words of life. And that Ephesians 4.29 would be something that penetrates deep into our heart. Even, even to people we don't want to speak it to. Lord, there's some people we don't want to speak beneficial things to. And God, I pray that you would help us in the area of our forgiveness. So that even with people that have hurt us, we speak life to them. God, not because it's the easy thing, but because it's the God thing. Because the God things are very rarely the easy things. God, help us be people of purpose when it comes to our speech and our talk that we may speak forth life everywhere we go and that it may benefit those who listen to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Heads bowed, eyes closed. This morning you're here. Maybe you're here and you just say, Justin, I'm not where I should be. I'm not where I need to be. I need to get things right with God. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ and you need to do that, but maybe you're here and you just need to recommit your life because where you are, you know that's not where you should be and there's a change that needs to happen. Listen to me, I'm gonna count to three and I'm gonna invite you to make the best decision you will ever make in your life. Man, you just raise a hand and we're gonna lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? Yeah, there's a hand, there's another hand. You say, that's me, Justin. There's two hands, there's three hands. Is there anyone else? You join these three hands that are lifted today before we go any further in service. And you say, Justin, that's me today. And there's, there's a change that needs to happen. There's a change that needs to come to my life before we go any further in service. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer with, after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm gonna lift you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Can we give these three individuals that raise their hand a huge round of applause, yeah.
I'm going to ask all of you, stand up with me across this uh, auditorium. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come down right now. If you raise your hand, if you please do this for us, stop by our Connect Center. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a Connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.